the Bloodgame Podcast. My name is Russell Stack, and I'm here with Daryl Winter. We talk about everything around marketing and the challenges you get involved with. Good morning, Dan. How have you been? Oh, brilliant. It's only about like 30 seconds since we last spoke. Anyway, this is our second take. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not uh, tell the audience about that. No, the thing Marcel is... Marcel didn't have his headphones in. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I mean, uh, but we can uh, do a small preview. So what have you been up to? Yeah. Well, we were just saying before, summer's arrived. Good temperatures are here, which is great. Um, so that that's really great. And everything's going good. Uh like you mentioned before, I've taken on a first person in the business, mm. which is great. Um, so, yeah, business is good. Uh, I'm trying to plan ahead now to autumn time. Mm-hmm. Sounds a bit of a way because we're just coming through spring. But I remember last year um, that summer was quiet. So, I uh, kind of I wanted to get ahead of the curve and get ourselves set up for like the, the next busy period because I think we've had a busy period now. Mm-hmm. Summer, like I say, last year was quiet. So so summer is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, summer's coming, and we need to get sorted and get on top of these projects, um, mm. and then sort of plan ahead. And it takes time taking somebody on to sort of build the confidence, get them into the business flow, and understand the clients and everything. So it's uh, it's exciting. They're really excited. Mm-hmm. It's great for us. Um, but yeah, everything's looking good um, at the moment. Um, and yeah, just like keep a finger crossed to everyone keep positive. How's stuff with you? Yeah, well, quite positive as well. Uh, I mean, keep my, keeping myself busy. Uh, I, however, um, didn't really, it, you are right, you know, I didn't really plan out ahead that far um, that like projects will be less coming in during the summer. I will be away for, uh, in the summer in August for three weeks. So maybe that's a good thing. I mean, I don't like to be away from the company for uh, for that long. I mean, this feels really long. And I, I think I'm going to China. I really want to experience uh, China without having to think about the work, but that will be really hard because I love being busy with my own uh, business, of course. But uh, yeah, I didn't plan up uh, ahead that far. I things are going really well right now, and I hope it will be um, around that vacation as well. We'll see how that works out. I mean, it sounds exciting. And yeah. honestly, I know we've talked about it before, and mm-hmm. I know we won't dwell on it, but I, I definitely think it's a, a really great thing just to take a, a small break away uh, just completely switch off from, from business wherever you can and you know how we work you'll never be able to completely switch off because no I mean, but I mean I'm really happy with the fact that I'm so that I'm feeling that you know being yeah. aware that I feel that I cannot maybe completely shut off you know uh, that I actually love what I'm doing and uh, it's just great to um, see that I'm that commitment committed to my work, you know, yeah. but, but based on, uh, um, yeah, we talked to be before, uh, in our first day, um, you have a, a new hire, pretty new still, you know, but it also, um, 
is on the topic of today as well. It, it, it relates to the topic of today as well. Outsourcing work as a freelancer or a business owner, what have you, whatever uh, creative in the creative field or whatever niche you are in. Um, but before uh, I, we get into the uh, chat, please don't forget to like our channel and subscribe. Uh, we are really curious to find out who our listeners are and we massively appreciate the support. So please leave a like and subscribe to the channel on whatever channel you are listening on. So, yeah, and, and if you, sorry, just if, you, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we are looking for guests and true. Anything, and I, I've never spoken to a podcast before. It doesn't matter who you are and what your business is, if you've got something valuable that you'd like to talk about uh, and you think it would be interesting. And just message us because it would be great to start talking to different people yeah i love to yeah i'm like i'm really looking forward to our first guest i really hope uh it will be really soon so back into the topic so um it's a pretty interesting topic since i mean it's already hard to get work as a freelancer but then outsourcing it as well is kind of like the next step However, I think it's really important because you have to be aware of what you're good at and what not. I mean, um, it doesn't mean when you first start off as an, as an, as a freelancer or a business owner, which, whatever you do, in first case, you do basically all the work yourself. Uh, let's say, for example, I'm a motion graphic designer, I'm in the creative field, so I create the animations, I create the illustrations, I did the music, I did the sound effects, I did storyboarding, I did the concepting, basically all the stuff I did myself. But you have to be aware of your expertise. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're not good at it, but if you really want to take it to the next level, I think then outsourcing it to people that are um, advanced, more advanced in that topic or yeah, advanced, uh, uh, passionate, it's a, it's a great step into the right direction, hiring people that kind of like fills, not fills the gap, but fills the experience you're lacking. So for example, I'm, Basically, in this very moment, I, the, the last few weeks and the coming weeks after this, um, working with illustrators, advanced illustrators, it doesn't mean that I cannot provide awesome illustrations myself, but I just want to take it to the next step. And that's why I think outsourcing is such a great um, addition to your own workflow. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? what do, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I think I, it's a. Do you know? I think it was a few years ago. I read was it Tim Ferriss, the Four Hour Work Week. Mm -hmm. That was a very famous uh, and popular book. And, and I didn't read it myself yet, but I, I've heard. Um, about I think it, yeah. yeah, it's it's a good one to read, and I mean, the guy does a, a very popular podcast and. Um, is there a way is there a way you can kind of like in two sentences or the the um the topic of the book or what's what's it about just really it's, it's exactly what you what you're doing 
So you, you're starting off, you employ people that are, um, are better than you, not employees, sorry, you outsource your work, so you don't have the responsibility, you are still managing projects, um, so you have more time to enjoy life. Really, that's kind of, if, if that's your goal, because the idea is most people are locked into a 40 hour work week, uh, maybe probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, so about like you know like oh well, I only want to work like two days or three days but still need the money. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? And that's that's the that's the book really. So it's about trying to earn a good income but not working too many hours. And um, is it is it also about like tips and tricks? Like obviously yeah. it builds up to like okay you can hire this and this uh, these people. Does it also gives tips on how to, whenever you have tough situ- situations or tips on like, oh, this is something you have to keep in mind. That's really good. I think, yeah, it's very positive towards that. I have to be honest, it's been a few years since I did read it. Um, mm. So I've probably forgotten a lot of it, but I, I know that, it, I don't know how old the book is. It must be a good six, seven years yeah, old, it maybe is. a bit older. Um, I remember reading it and I was thinking of like, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Um, and it's interesting because like, we have different paths um, in terms of um, freelancing and mm-hmm. um, and the route that you take is, there's no right or wrong with this, it's just different routes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally kind of subscribe to where you're coming from in terms of working um, on projects with other people i mean although they're doing the work there's something you can learn from there's definitely things you can definitely learn from when you're working together and you're collaborating together on projects and ideas mm-hmm. whether it's outsourcing or you, you are working together on a, on a project um and i definitely get that and, and i still see that as the same thing as when you're hiring somebody physically into your business but but there are there are pros and cons i suppose that if you're hiring someone like I've just hired somebody, there's all the health and safety, there's all the oh, legal, yeah. and it's just like that in itself, all the legal responsibilities is like one massive um, like challenge if you're not used to or never done it before and you have to administer it and it's, it's extra costs, then you need to find somewhere for them to work. I suppose you can still employ somebody and you don't, a lot of people now work from home. But there are yeah. legal things you have to be careful now of with the business. So the freelancer route actually is a really good solution to that. And true, true. That's true. I've yeah. been, I mean, this may be another topic. I've been thinking about this a lot lately as well. Like, okay, will I hire somebody that will work for me that on site, like here where, I, where I'm working right now, you know, or uh, maybe I have to find a new office, something like that. Maybe that's a new direction I had to into to head into. Or since freelancing is so extremely well popular, um, it's in an uprising. That's what I feel about it. Yeah. In the Netherlands or in the UK, maybe as well. I mean, I think everywhere I can see on LinkedIn, lots of people posting like, oh yeah, I'm heading into a new direction. I'm freelancing, you know, is that, is that, is a freelancer the new hire? I'm basically wondering that, you know, um, I think there are pros and cons to either side. I, I have the right. Yeah, made yeah, my no, mind I agree. Up yet, yeah. You know, but I felt like freelancers had more pros 
that can't. But then again, if you hire somebody on site, like as a set employee, yeah, I mean, both has pros and cons. Yeah, I, because you, you can hire somebody. You can, if you hire somebody, the, the, the advantage of that they're into business, they should be focused and dedicated to your business. Um, and you're working with them physically. You're thinking in a traditional office sense anyway. Um, and that's definitely that's, some, sorry to interrupt you. That, yeah. I just want to say that's definitely one interesting thing that once you hire somebody that's like, uh, a, 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 how, how will we call it? An employee, you know, instead of a freelancer. So an employee, that person, um, I think they are way more connected to your company since they are working for your company as freelancers can maybe feel the same way but that's far less likely somehow i guess because they're building their own company i think that's where the difference is yeah I, and you're right because i was we were speaking to somebody uh, i was at a networking event last wednesday evening and he explained where some companies go wrong um when hiring people is they think that they own the people um, and it is quite a common misconception it's like yeah. well you're working for me so that i i'll tell you what to do and you should do it not quite strictly well some people do but not quite strictly that for everybody but that there is that common thing if there's challenges you, know, you should do what i'm telling you to do it's like well actually it's it is a contract um it's a contractual agreement that yes you've, you've got um i'm providing you with employment but also i'm choose to work for you but i can also choose to leave yeah um, and that's very much also like a, a freelancer situation but like you say i, I agree that's quite a good explanation that a, that a permanent employee is, is definitely or should be more connected to your business than maybe a freelancer is but if you have a really good freelancer they can be just as good as an employee and without all of the problems True. and still be really connected to your business True, um, but that's hard. That's really hard to come by. Really hard to find. Uh, I you mean, think, like, this is your experience. Is that is that is that how it? I feel. I've done some collaborations so far, and well, outsourcing. But that's a. I I think that's kind of like the same thing. But that's something I will get on later in in, yeah. in, the, in the summary I've made, like for the things that I experienced so far, I think, um, yeah, I haven't met really anybody except for for you, and maybe not a, a handful of people from the 1000s of people that I've seen, you know, that are really that I feel, really feel like, you know, uh, that they are connected, really uh, feeling for your company, you know? Yeah, commitment, committed in that. So, yeah, I, I, it's hard to come by. I guess then, <coughs> excuse me, um, that provides opportunities for quality freelancers um, I do, I do think that, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where the big difference is that people that make it and don't people that really that you're not number 20 on the list, 
but you're like did you know on the on their payroll list or whatever how you call it um but that you're really genuinely trying to get the project to the next level or the thing that you have to do yeah basically that because uh when i started i started this company i'm um, set up a couple of years well yeah nearly a couple of years ago now and then but i did do some freelancing work uh, as well uh, which i did still all the money went through the, the business and everything and i was quite upfront and um, clear about that at the time and so i used upwork and i used freelancer.com and my experience freelancer.com was i felt a lot of i felt it's a bit of a race to the bottom so everybody's like offering i can design you like a coca-cola logo for five dollars or that's what i want and it's like well you can't live off that that's that's ridiculous um and then, then you obviously to... already know how to get the logo i mean yeah and it, it, it's just i don't think it, it, and people know that well there must be something wrong there and you can choose to do it it's like there, there's a whole i don't know as, as a business i think there's just a lot of problems there that you know people can live off that so it's like well how can you even do that so if you, you've got the questions in your mind it's like don't even bother going there um so at work i use that platform and i felt there were much better quality projects um so I, I was a freelancer, so this was role reversal, so I was working for somebody else. Um, and I never, it, it was all conversation, it was all t- it was typing, I never actually got to speak to the person um, because they were uh, from a different country um, and there was a translator in between. So this is a really interesting, unique situation. Yeah. Um, but the, the upshot of it was the project was okay, but then the client changed their mind halfway through really what they wanted. And, um, it kind of ended on a bit of a, a bad note, um, but I kept trying to keep it positive. And then the hardest thing for the freelancer side was that the almost the on that platform anyway was that the the client left the review first, but then the freelancer couldn't see the review until they left their review, and then you had to see kind of like take a guess because obviously that could affect your rating about getting future work. So if they leave a bad review, you wouldn't know until you left your review of the client so, you, so to explain this if you if the client left you a bad review of the freelancer and mm-hmm. the freelancer left a good review of the client then it almost looks a bit weird like kind of what happened yeah uh, but the, when you're freelancing you're trying to build from zero yeah like your rating is everything yeah um so i felt that was a lot of pressure and i was really that was the first time i've got a project and and it was okay the review was like a four out of five um which was better than what i thought he was going to come back and and and, and give um and i did everything right i gave everything more than what um, he wanted and, mm. um but i remember at the time that was really really quite stressful and yeah and i suppose like you said earlier, you're walking towards the rating i mean yeah it's really hard you need mm. the fives you need to have to have the 90 to 100 percent it's um it's almost a four or five is just yeah people enough. will not hire somebody that's a two or three yeah that, yeah that's just something people will ignore <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i've been always... using fiverr now and then for some kind of like when it comes to voiceovers or this and that you know and then i also only click on the five star ratings top rated sellers or maybe I... the four rated 
because you can't afford to take the risk. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. Interesting that you say that because that is the risk, and that's where um, that's what people don't like to take when outsourcing work, taking risks. You want to be sure that things are taken care of. Um, Yeah, so taking the risk is a big thing. So let me. I've stumbled upon a few things that during my journey um, that I wanted to mention, tell the listeners. Uh, of course, please keep in mind that it's for me, I'm in the motion graphics, uh, video editing, graphic design, the creative world, basically. So it doesn't have to reflect on your own situation, but maybe, you know, who knows? By the way, Darren, if you have anything to add up to that, you know, please tell me along the way. I mean, it's just not, this will not be me giving a rant. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to mention that. So first of all, there's a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people out there that you can choose from when it goes through uh, price wise. I mean, some people offer the same quality but offer cheaper prices and it's really good to get out there and talk to multiple people um, to get their prices and, you know, uh, know what's in the market. I feel that's, that's just one tip. I mean, don't go straight away with the person that you find right off the bat. Just explore a little bit, get an idea of the pricing. Definitely when you first start out, like looking to outsource work, that's something I experienced some stuff in. So yeah, basically different prices, same quality. So that's one thing that I really find interesting. Second thing was, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, the most people that I work with now are people that I didn't, that I wasn't actively looking for. So. When uh, so active looking for when I need to find someone. So basically when the urge was high, you know, Yeah. the people that I work with now are people basically that I, <laughs> it's the same for us, you know, um, strolled around the internet on LinkedIn or whatever, or whatever social media channel. And I so happened to like their work when I saw their work. So I left a positive comment and connected with them eventually. And it so happens that people that inspire you, you know, or whatever that you connect with them. And whenever you need to um, outsource some work or something like that, or collaborate with people, you know, you always have to first look in your own network and then you see like, Oh, well, you know what? I connected with them before, you know, maybe start a conversation. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that the people that I work with now are not people that I were actively looking for. Just people that when I strolled on the internet, passed by, I left a positive comment, connected with them. And that's how it all went down. So I think it's always good to leave positive comments to people that inspire you whenever you see it, you know, spread positivity instead of negativity or whatsoever. Just tell the people, oh, I like your work, you know, and then good things can happen. I mean, 
I like that. That's yeah. a really nice. I think that's a really such a simple statement. I think that's something we forget every day um, in terms of just just as just as people, um, regardless of if you're working in a business that maybe you get good service or you see something good um, or somebody's done something great. Yeah. Then we all should take more time to say well done or that's great. And yeah. Because people. You know, I know that if somebody said that to me, it's like, it's just, it makes you feel good and it makes you feel uh, people taking notice and that, and especially, you know, because we're so busy these days and perhaps we don't talk to as many people um, conversationally, we don't have maybe so much time, that can really make a vital difference to how somebody feels that week and maybe affect how they do things going forward so yeah, yeah oh, definitely that. it can inspire people as well i mean they they can inspire you but you can inspire them as well to be yeah. even a better of themselves so that's a funny thing that i noticed like as well during my journey i wasn't actively looking and then it so happened the people that i work with are people that i so somehow connected with on that those occasions so the third point is basically like the second point basically leads into my third point and that's gut feeling if there's something i definitely learned so far is to go with my gut feeling having a good vibe right off the bat is super important find someone that's surfing on the same wavelength as you are uh, it will make things much easier and less stressful Unfortunately, I have learned that the hard way. I will save you the details, but I mean, that's really something that I embrace that you should from this point on, once you're here, always go for it. Sometimes you can still be off like, you know, you didn't expect something happens that you didn't expect when you had a good gut feeling, you know, but yeah, I have, I've had some shitty situations and i think it's good to um just keep that in mind yeah so the la one of my uh, my last points is basically uh something i've learned recently and that was what i was talking about before on like uh outsourcing collaboration this changed my perspective dramatically and is top priority basically so outsourcing is collaborating outsourcing is not like what you said before you work for me you do the stuff yeah if you get this right right off the bat in your own mindset and towards the, the person that you hire because they can also see it in a different way you know just making people aware of this right off the bat and making yourself aware again probably already i think you have to do it every single time to really as a refresher to yourself but also to the person uh you work with you're building a team yeah you're That's working towards the goal together yeah. Yeah. towards the goal of what the client is looking for to have created or done whatever you know yeah and sometimes uh, i think when you're working in a team that there, there are challenges and and i guess it's harder 
uh, well, it, I can't guess. I, I, I imagine it is harder if you're if you're working in a distant environment. If, you, if you're working remotely, so you, you've never met the client before, so you, you're working through a third party. So you're working on the knowledge. You're trying to understand what the client is looking for. There's going to be frustrations because you might not get things quite right first time around. You might have to make amendments. But I guess that always goes back to what we've always talked about to so give yourself more time when you're working on a project, don't leave your deadlines too close. Um, Definitely so always not. plan that you're going to have to make amends. So even if you don't want to make amends, plan that you should maybe leave <laughs> a, an extra few days. Uh, always, always. You have to, don't you? It's like things go wrong. And you know, I was loading up a website the other day for somebody else. Uh, sorry, uh, I was loading up a demonstration of a website, you know, and uh, I, I tried to load it up and it just wouldn't work. I tried to show them how easy things were to change. It didn't work. Ugh. And then literally five minutes later, it was working. And, and you know, you just have to laugh those things off. And it's just, that's just technology sometimes, how things mm. work. But it just kind of goes to prove, it just goes to prove that you just need to plan for the unexpected. Mm. Um, if you give yourself an extra bit of leeway, then it kind of avoids a lot of tense uh, tense moments and frustrations, you know, then if you can handle that, you know, you're working with this other third party, potentially you can do a good job, you're going to get more work. So why wouldn't you do that? Definitely that. I mean, if the client basically, if the client's not happy, they will not pay. Yeah. So, you know, you have to work as a team to create, you know, payment is not that super important. But, you know, it's kind of like the end goal. You have to make a living out of uh, out of it, you know. So working, you're, you're just as a team working towards the end goal and it gets so easily forgotten. And that's why I think it's good to refresh your own mind every single time uh, you start a project and refresh. Just make it notice, make the outsourcing party uh, collaboration the other person in this question aware of that that's basically the stuff i wanted to mention that i kind of like these past few months and weeks have stumbled upon i don't know if there's anything you want to add no i think it's just a it's just a it's a good discussion about the pros and cons of um, freelancing, things to look out for if you're, that you've given some great tips if you're looking to employ a freelancer. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like you say, if you're looking to get a freelancer board, um, have a look, shop around for prices, look at their work, um, read reviews, but, but be careful not to read too much into reviews in case sometimes they might be staged. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> the variety and the breadth. But maybe also give some people a chance as well. I think it's very difficult, um, say from, from my point of view, when I've been a freelancer, you need to, 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 to try to trust you to give you a chance. It's a gut the feeling hand, in the end on their end. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you say, it's about the gut feeling. So have that discussion with them, see if they can they get you and they get the project, mm. um, and just ask them some probing questions, some open questions, as you would do in an interview situation. And if they're flexible and seem to think it works then give it a go um it's always an experience and you always have to find out if it works or not but if you're 
on the same wavelength and you can get things straight up front, you know, on yeah. the points I mentioned then. It's just it's just an experience and I mean stuff can work out and stuff cannot work out. You never know. You just have to adjust and keep the right mindset. Great stuff. I think it's a good talk. Definitely. So the people who are listening, if you uh, have any tips, questions, ideas or experiences on outsourcing and collaborating, of course, uh, please leave it down in the comments, uh, leave a like and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends for Twitter is MKTG plugin and all the other socials is Martin plugin podcast. Check out our website at www.marketingplugginpodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the talk, Jared. And uh, we'll talk next time. Absolutely. Have a good day.